those who speak of a man. Bread from the world's deadliest criminals. Raised by an exiled brotherhood of the church. His purpose, to rid the world of the evil that infects it. Existence is a sin, but others know he is a necessary evil. Who are you? The place I was raised, they didn't give us names, they gave us numbers. What was your number? Dogs. Welcome to Movie the Podcast. That's right, Movie the Podcast. It is week two of September, and we watched Timothy Elephant's Hitman, uh, Agent 47. Was it a good movie? You decide. It wasn't called Agent 47. The other Fine. the other Hitman movie that came out was called Regular Agent Ass Hitman. Hitman. It's the adventures of Dan Hitman. Wait, there's a sequel? No, it's a reboot. It's a reboot, and it's called Agent 47. Oh, no. Rit- shit. Written by a mole um, Skip Woods. No, this was written, this one was by, written Skip by Skip Woods. No, the other one was. No, it, this one totally was because well, I maybe both it of them. Gogs. <laughs> and it was like, it was like, oh shit, Skip Woods. <laughs> he wrote the original and the reboot. Uh, hold on. Good on him. That's hold a, that's, that, he did write the reboot. That's so for he, certain. He wrote both of them. That's vertical integration, people. That's how you keep a job. You reboot your own movies. When did this, <laughs> when did this one that we watched came out? Oh, seven. Uh, 2000. Oh, yeah. Uh, re, Agent 47 was 2015. The one we watched was... was it? Was, I thought it was 2004. Yeah, 2007. Uh, hold on. Oh, I got it right here. Skip Woods, written by... He wrote them both. <laughs> he wrote them oh, both. Fuck. So I forget who it was was talking about Skip Woods said his keyboard probably looks like two handguns back to back. <laughs> so before we get before we get way into it, I'm just curious. Did you guys watch? Oh yeah, the the directors. What did we watch? The the we the, watched the uncut version. The uncut version. Or did you watch the regular? Uh, I the one I watched was like really way more violent than I expected. So I think it's the uncut. Was there was there version. Bush? Yeah. Did you see what's her name's Bush? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Watch that. We probably all watch the same one. <laughs> well, like I, I don't know if you want to wait to get into it. All the production problems in this movie, but there were a lot. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah a lot. <laughs> There's a lot of problems in general about this movie. Yeah. Is uh, this movie is a film? This movie um, is a film. <laughs> <laughs> it's Kino. It's Kino. Uh, let's get into what we watched this week, guys. Uh, Sean. I didn't watch anything because I was going to watch uh, 
the new Charlie Coffin movie, but I know TJ, every time I went to Facebook, you'd watch another movie. So I was like, this show is going to take a really long time. So I, I just watch football. So I, I, I seed my time to you. Oh, okay. To me, me is me, right? Yeah. Uh, I'm I me. Watched, <laughs> I watched, uh, I'm a guy like me. Things. <laughs> I watched four things. One of them is tabled. Uh, I'll start by, I watched the new Charlie Kaufman movie, yeah, Kaufman movie that Sean is talking about. It's called, I'm thinking about ending things. It's my favorite movie of the year. Uh, it's a movie I like so much. It led me to have sort of an existential crisis in my life. And I feel like I should quit my job because I'm worried about turning into this character in this movie. Uh, that is a shoot. That is not a joke. Um, I had that, a similar problem with office space. Yeah. Not quite as heavy, probably, but... So, this movie is amazing. I love Charlie Kaufman. Um, I think that this is going to be a movie that uh, you're either going to absolutely adore it, or you're going to hate it and think it's pretentious dribble. Um, it's full of great performances. Uh, the lead actress, whose name I can never remember anybody's name, uh, is very good. I've never Jesse seen Jesse Buckley? Yes, that's her name. And the other guy's name is Jesse Plimpkin, right? So it's Plemons. like two, two Jessies. Plemons. The guy looks like the guy looks like alcohol, like al- fetal alcohol he's, syndrome. He's a Ben Damon. Al- or no, Damon. That's it. Fat yeah. Damon. Yeah, that guy's great though. He's he's great in everything. He's really uh, good in that episode of Black Mirror. That's the only thing really I really good remember. Good in Breaking from. Bad. He's really good in The Master. He's really good in Fargo. I'm gonna say this: uh, the audience yeah. score on Google are not big on this movie yeah, well it's a movie that's not that doesn't hold your hand uh it's uh it's a movie that um Ass. it's it's very like it's a movie that you have to again it's like i talked about last week with tenet it's a movie you have to pay attention to and it's funny because i watched after i watched the movie you know i wanted to see like i always say i i always go to youtube i'd like to see what other people are saying about it and i watched this girl and uh her her channel wasn't very popular, but it was like one of the first things to come up. I guess she was one of the first people to post a review and her, her video is like said it's based on a book. And she said she was comparing it to the book to the movie. And I guess the book is a lot more explicit in its themes and what the story is. And the movie, I think wisely goes out of its way to try to be a little bit more ambiguous. And you have to kind of, you have to kind of assess the meaning of the film after it's over. Which I find more interesting anyway. And but it was funny because like all her points, she's like, Well, this isn't in the movie and this is and it's like everything is everything you need is in the movie. You just didn't understand the movie. Like and it's funny because you read the book, so you should even like you should have even better understanding. Be on the lookout for these things, the right? Uh anyway, I loved it. I I I can't say enough good things about it. I, I think it's phenomenal. Tony Collette's really good in it. Uh the guy that played Ares in Wonder Woman is really good in it um everyone's good in it it's fantastic it's um again it really any houston no no he played he played uh uh david thulis yeah david the guy Thule- from uh, Danny houston played uh the german world war one guy I oh okay the thulis is the guy from uh he's in the harry potter movies yeah wouldn't know he plays um, the werewolf yeah one lycanthropes or whatever he plays Harry Potter's best friend, Harry Potter. <clears throat> he's also in best friend's Ron Weasley. Fargo. What? And no, he's, he's disgusting. He's in mm. Fargo too. 
Hmm? Yeah, he's in season three. He's the British guy. Oh, I haven't finished season three. That's the that's the season with you and McGregor, right? Yeah, have you started it? He's in from he's in it from like the beginning. I, it's been a while. I like started it a while back, and I haven't finished. Yeah, he's in it, and he has disgusting teeth, and he's constantly like picking them, and it's the grossest thing I've ever seen on film. So it's like me. Huh. Um, I uh, the next thing I watched is I watched uh, <sighs> Feels Good Man. It's a documentary about Pepe the Frog and his creator, uh, and uh, it's it's fascinating. It's a really good documentary. Um, it's all about how. I don't know. It's kind of a meta commentary about how, like, what it is to create something and what, like, that create, like, what ownership of that creation really means. Um, I, I'm going to get his name wrong. It's either Matt Fury or Mark Fury, the guy that actually created Pepe. Is he a piece um, of shit, or did his stuff just get hijacked? Say that again. Is he a piece of shit, or is his stuff just get hijacked? No, he seems like a genuinely like really sweet person, and like. Pepe originally was part of this like indie comic called Boys Club that's just this kind of silly kind of workaholicsy kind of thing and then it got co Pepe got co-opted by just psychopaths and it became this hate symbol and uh the documentary though is really interesting because they they do a lot of like animation and stuff and I thought that the I thought the movie was really good um it gets into his lawsuit with Alex Jones which is fascinating like he um I don't know. It's it's an interesting movie because again, like how something, you know, can start one way and end like totally crazy, and then it gets in kind. It gets into, the, you know, what the internet has become nowadays and memes and all that. And it's it's a really good documentary. I highly recommend it. Um, it's like Bob Swastika, inventor of the swastika. He didn't intend that to happen. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, kind of. You, you know that that wasn't initially a hate symbol either. Like way back in the day. No, it's an Indian. It was, it's the Hindu thing, right? Like, Buddhist, but it's reversed, right? Buddhist thing. Well, it's Buddhist. Okay. Yeah. That's but it was. Why, that's why Frank Miller loves to draw them so much. When like Miho, you've read the Sensei yeah. comics, right? Miho's like got a throwing star that looks like a swastika. But I thought like I thought the Buddhist version had it going the other direction. It's reversed. Yeah. Well, of course, if you throw a swast, if you throw a throwing star but anyway or like if you ever read the blade of immortal comics the main character literally has one on his back but it's oh, just snap it's not you know again it's same it's the same idea basically like it was not a hate symbol and now that's the only thing people see it as pepe started out as this innocent goofy frog and now if people see him he's they they just automatically associate him with just the worst things of the internet punch so, the frog and the man wearing the frog but, uh, it's like when I see when I it's like when I see somebody waving an American flag. I mean, now pretty, I yeah, associate much, that with yeah. being, <laughs> exactly. I associate somebody wa- being a flag waver with being racist. And you wouldn't be wrong most of the time. Um. Uh. Let's see. I, I also watched uh, "Calm with Horses." I think I'm going to get that title wrong. Uh, the American title. If you go rent it on Amazon right now, it's called "The Shadow of Violence." Um, that's a that's a better that's a better title. Both those titles suck in my yeah, opinion. Yeah, come with horses is. Ugh. Well, it makes sense when you watch the movie. Um, it's an Irish movie. It's about this guy. It's basically like, um, it's like an Irish, like Rocky. If uh, Rocky never left being like the mob enforcer guy, like your main character is this guy whose nickname is Arms. He's this jacked up like like just brute that works for this Irish family that's basically like a low level crime family and he's a 
he's an enforcer. Um, and it's kind of about him trying to piece his life together and it doesn't work out. Um, it's, it's good. It's not great. I, there, there's like a lot of parts in the movie where I wish it went a little further, but I think overall it's really good. Uh, I always forget the guy's name, but the, the kid that's in a uh, killing of a sacred deer and he's in Dunkirk, uh, Barry Keough, I think is his name. Maybe. Yeah. He's, he's plays, he plays arms like boss and he's this, he's like very low in this, this crime family, but he's trying to like work his way up, but he's still like this dirt ball piece of shit that but all he has in his pocket is this huge ass box X boxer dude. That'll break your face. Mm. Um, but they're both really good. And, and I love, I love a, uh, a low level crime movie. That's like, just like everybody's poor. It's gross. Like, it's in Ireland. You can't understand anything anybody's saying. They have that very like harsh Irish brogue or whatever. Um, it's a good movie overall, though. I, I again, there's a there's parts in the movie where I like they like come close to doing something like really great, and they kind of cut short. Like there's a the ending is kind of anticlimactic in my opinion. Like I, I don't want to give anything away, but like there's the ending. It's like the rare time where. A movie ends, and I was like, "Man, I wish that was ten minutes longer." I, I you know, like they, they like they build up like they're they're gonna have this kind of like uh, kind of showdown kind of moment. It just doesn't happen. The movie just kind of ends. But overall, it's really good. Uh, strong performances by the guy that plays the boxer and the Barry Keough kid, and uh, everybody else is really good in it too. I, I enjoyed it quite a bit. And then the last thing I watched is Tabled because I watched it with Gogs. So I passed the mic to out. Oh, I watched a couple. Oh, shit. Hold on. I dropped my phone. So I forget what I watched. <laughs> oh, I'm so far away. <laughs> oh. Okay. Uh, hold on. I'm going to get off the fantasy football. I had a monster day today. Um, watched. I'm winning $8 in the millionaire sweepstakes. Hey, that's $8 closer to a millionaire than I am. Um, I watched one, two, three, four things. Four things? I think four. Th- oh, I watched five things, but one of them was Jaws. That's for next week. Nice. One of them. Um, watched Head of State. The, the Chris, Chris Rock, Rock joint. Movie? Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> that movie is pretty good. Is it? Yeah. I've never seen it before. Or I maybe had seen parts of it, but not the whole thing before. Uh, have you guys seen it? No. Yeah, it's Bernie Mac in it. I think I saw it in the theater, like when it came out. Yeah, like Bernie it. Mac. Bernie Mac plays his brother. Is this Nate? Up, yeah. Did Nate Dogg write the theme song? Uh, I don't know if he wrote it, but he's in the movie a whole bunch, like singing between scenes, like basically narrating what's getting ready to happen or what just happened. Is it like Pootie? I don't think I've seen. It. Is it like Pootie Tang, where it's got like a lot of those breaks and stuff like that? Is it like that kind of absurd? Uh, it's not no. It's not as absurd as Pootie Tang, but it does have little like breaks between each scene. Um, Chris Rock's really funny. Bernie Mac's really funny. Uh, Dylan Baker is in it, and he's fine. Uh, there's really nobody else of like note that I can think of. Um, but uh, he shows up and he like is trying to get uh, people. So the plot of the movie is. The Democratic presidential candidate and vice presidential candidate 
have are both flying in planes, and the planes crash into each other, and they both die. Jesus. <laughs> so the Democrats if only they, that they could can, happen now. <laughs> I know, but uh, the Democrats concede the election basically, and are just like, we're just going to find that guy just to put in there, lose dramatically, and then our next guy will see. Rebuilding year, basically. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, basically they're like the Browns. They're trying to they're trying to rebuild. Get a good draft reload. pick. They just want to do want to tank this season. Yeah, they figure if they tank it now, they whoever they get next is gonna look tremendous by example. So they pick Chris Rock, who's an alderman in like a, a district in DC, which I guess alderman is just like a fancy name for like a counselor, council city counselor. It's like yeah, um, yeah, yeah. City district selectman. Something yeah, like they got like government has all these stupid terms for things where you're just you're a city counselor. Um <clears throat> so they pick him based on him fighting the police uh, about uh them blowing up an old lady's house. Uh yeah, it's pretty funny. It's funnier than I expected. Um on his campaign trail he goes to a TNA wrestling and Road Dog is the champion and he gets involved in a That's match between shit. uh between Road Dog and R Truth and gets like power bombed. What? <laughs> this is a fantasy. Yeah. What? A- it was. Uh, I bet when you started that movie, you didn't expect to see Road Dog and R Truth. I don't expect to see them when I watch wrestling, <laughs> let alone a movie. I guess back then he was probably still K Quick. Yeah. Well, I don't know what he was in Impact or whatever, but. Um. Yeah, so that was good. I like that. Watched a movie called Corporate Animals, which was like a crackle exclusive. Oof. Uh, <laughs> Get that crackle. Yeah, it was, it was okay. It's uh, Demi Moore plays like the CEO of a company that they make edible flatware. Okay. So, like, like a terrible can, idea. It's like Basically, they're like super thick potato chips, but you can use them to like <laughs> eat eat your food or whatever. And she takes her team <laughs> on this like corporate retreat, and they go spelunking. And uh, Ed Helms is like the, the lead spelunker instructor. Well, they get down there to where where they want to go spelunking, and then there's a cave in, and Ed Helms dies. Oh my god! All and right. nobody no, nobody knows they're down there, so they're just trapped. In a cave, and it gets really weird and really dark, but it's also really funny. Huh? They're like eating him slowly, so it's like a live. They're eating Ed Helms. Yeah, but it's a comedy. Oh, just I mean, a live was a comedy. Killer rig on Ed Helms. Really? Uh, yeah, that's what I've heard. You got big old dong on. Yeah. Who's in? Um, told, who told you that? Rapids? <laughs> yeah. Oh, really? I don't remember that. Yeah, I've seen that movie. We're like, I remember every dick I've ever seen. See his penis. Uh, what? Did anybody see Chris Evans' penis? No. Is no. That, is, that no. Out, is that out now? Yeah, he leaked it on the internet somehow. He posted it by mistake. Apparently, it's very nice. I mean, it's Captain America's dick. Of course, it's nice. That's, that's America, America's dick right America's there. Dick. I haven't seen um, it. Watch the Dave Batista vehicle, My Spy. <laughs> uh, Amazon original. Okay. It was all right. It was What's flaky. the glasses situation on him? None. Oh, dogs is a none. Pass. It uh, it was fine. It was a stupid like family centered comedy. 
was it comparable to like the rock like game changer those that run of movies he did with kids i didn't see that but i'm assuming so like it's it's a role he took to show that he can be more like humanized i guess maybe but uh for a movie with like a kid in it that's like a a weird family comedy there's some like super violent kills that are kind of come out of nowhere He's like destroying like the Russian mob in Russia and like Chernobyl basically. And that was fun. Yeah. Um like the last Batista. thing I do. He's I he's, think you've watched every Dave Batista movie. You've seen like everything um, in his filmography. No, he's got a bunch of stuff. He's got a bunch of like random stuff that's like straight to VOD. Oh, you haven't okay. seen that new kickboxer, have you, Alec? No. Oh wait. The one with him in it? Yeah. Yes. He saw with us. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. I forgot about. I didn't recall. We watched that in Ninja Two. Oh, it was a, that was a good crack smoking, feature. crack smoking karate bully Scott Atkins. <laughs> uh, oh, I'm sorry, real quick, Gogs. Scott Atkins has a podcast on YouTube now where he just interviews other karate people, and it's fantastic. It's really, good. I saw some of the clips of that, like him talking to like other stunt folk. It was pretty rad. Yeah. Uh, finally. I watched mid nineties. Yeah, What'd you the think uh, Jonah Hill movie. I liked it. I I, had, I thought I, it was. Uh, uh, couldn't finish it. I didn't finish. I it. thought it was. Couldn't finish it. I, I could finish it. I started watching it way too late one night, and then I haven't revisited it. it uh, I liked it. I liked it a lot. I thought it was pretty good. Um, it's my only qualm. I mean, it's really not a qualm or like a problem. Like for a movie set in like the mid nineties, I expected like the soundtrack to be like fire, but like I only recognized a handful of songs from it. Um, the finger thing means the money. You know, how much, you, you know how much popular nineties songs cost. You ain't getting no 24 money for that shit. <clears throat> 10 or, bucks. Or is it like a thing where it's a bunch of weird, like mission of Burma, like college rock shit. You wouldn't be familiar with. Yeah, I mean, maybe, maybe to prove that he's too cool for too cool for school. Um, <laughs> yeah, it might be. But I thought it was pretty good. Like I liked it a lot. It's another A twenty four banger, and it came in at under an hour and a half. What's like, the? You, you can't beat that. What's the plot? Like, what's the what's the idea? Uh, this kid is getting like the shit kicked out of him by his older brother, and he go and he like is trying to basically find his place. And when he's walking around one day. He sees these kids like skateboarding. So he trades his older brother, like all his Super Nintendo games, for his older brother's like shitty old skateboard. And he just starts hanging out with the kids and skating more. And it's like about him, kind of how he like makes his place in this group. The kids like twelve, and these kids, some of them are his age, some of them are a little older. Mm. Um, but yeah, I thought it was really good, and I thought the performances were all really good for a bunch of like unknown kids. Like, yeah, I liked it. I don't think I can't think of. I don't think anybody in the movie is like a named actor that I could pick out of anything else. Is um, very, uh, very indie-ish. How did you watch this? It's an Amazon original. It's on Amazon oh, for on free. Amazon? Oh, yeah, like, there's a bunch of stuff that I didn't realize. Mm-hmm. When you go to like the Amazon original section, mm-hmm. like My Spy is one of those. Like a bunch of shit that I had no idea was like Amazon originals are. Uh, pop up on there. Huh. 
yeah, but uh, it's, it's really it's good. confusing because uh, all the Amazon originals get theatrical releases, so you don't think of them as Amazon originals like right off the bat. Yeah, like, I know also, that. I think, uh, like I don't, I don't. I think my spy might have been. It might have been like how Netflix sometimes will buy stuff after. Oh yeah. The like, fact because like my spy definitely didn't say like Amazon. I know, and I've seen trailers for stuff like that late night movie with Mindy Kaling and uh, oh, what's the British lady? Uh, yeah, I can't I think of her name. It's about like the late night talk show host. I can't remember the name. The trailers for that all said like Amazon Studios, but I don't remember that for my spy. Maybe I just wasn't paying attention because I saw the trailer like a thousand fucking times. Yeah, I like um, neon. Is the soundtrack really like hip hop heavy? Um. Like some of it is, but then some of it sounds like it's just like fucking like from Garden State, just like weird, like oh. really light instrumental stuff. When Gog talks about his movies, I'll look up the what's the, what's the band? look up the soundtrack and name some of the bands. Like you, you got to listen to. Is it the Swans? No, it's not the Swans. It's I can't remember the band that Natalie put. It's <laughs> like you got to listen to these guys. They'll change your life. I can't remember. It doesn't matter. Um. Yeah, that's uh, that's it, I believe. So, so that leaves Gogs. Gogs. Um, I feel like I watched more than two things, but I can two only remember things? two things. So I'll talk about those two things. Boom. Um. Oh, I started. I, that's what it is. I started watching that Toby Hooper movie, Eaten Alive. Yep. I need to finish that. Um. About a crocodile that eats ass. It starts with the same character. This this is how the movie starts. I, I can give you this. This is the teaser. It starts really harsh. It starts with uh, Robert England uh, basically trying to... He basically is going to... Uh, he, he's in a whorehouse, and he's trying to do something the uh, young lady does not want to do, and so she gets kicked out uh, of the whorehouse, and then she ends up in some sort of weird bayou hotel and then that guy tries to have his way with her which she also resists then she gets pitchforked to death and fed to an alligator and that's the first like 10 minutes of the movie yep. uh this one woman has a terrible day and then the movie progresses um so more about that when i watch the rest of it i watched uh tom hanks and shelly long's money pit oh, it was great yeah, that movie's pretty good. It's it's weird though. Like it, the pacing of that movie is real strange because like so uh, it's from like well, I think it's like eighty four or something. I think like, this is goofy Tom Hanks. This is like uh, bachelor party it's Tom Hanks Tom and like Jake and like Joe versus the volcano Tom Hanks. Um, but anyway, he's uh, him and Shelley Long. They need to move, and I'm super impressed with my wife on this one. They have to leave the apartment they're they're living in because it's Shelley Long's ex husband who's coming back from Europe, who's also her boss. He's like the maestro of the symphony she works for, and the dude walks in the scene. I'm like, how the hell do I know him? She's like, that's the dude from Die Hard whose brother got killed, and then it, it's Carl from Die Hard. Oh shit! Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, wow, good job, sweetie. That's a hell of a pill. But anyway, then so they they end up buying this this million dollar house for 200 grand. And then it's just like, it's like, it's like absurdist level amount of things going wrong. Um, like within 10 minutes of moving in, like the grand staircase falls down. Like 
the every every like the all the wiring call the all the wiring in the kitchen catches fire and turkey explodes through a window. It's like and, that. And, it's like that uh, that scene with Bumblebee man <clears throat> goes to his house and his whole like house collapses. Oh yeah, it was yes, yeah, but it's bananas. <laughs> and then they hire like uh, they hire Wes and the rest of the Smegma boys or whatever their guys are called to like rebuild the house and really Wes. No, no, but Aww. it's like these guys roll up like. <sighs> like they're just fresh off the wasteland like they're like <laughs> bikers and like monster trucks and shit from some weird shady contractor and like it's them like it does this weird time jump where they get the broken house and they like four months later and there's just weird beats with like maybe you cheated on me maybe you didn't then the whole thing's a big metaphor for relationships and if you had a good foundation then you'll get through anything um but it's you know it's fun it's fun to see goofy tom hanks like you don't get to see that anymore. Like yeah, he doesn't. He, has, he hasn't been in a comedy in a long time. I mean, I guess the closest thing he's got really is like the Toy Story movies. Even those have gotten like serious. So like, he's like, you, like Bachelor Party Tom Hanks, like that guy, uh, Big Tom Hanks. Uh, you know, it's, it's fun to see that again. Uh, big Tom Hanks. Big ass Tom big. Hanks. <laughs> um, you know, Shelly Shelly Long was quite the looker back in the day. Really? Um. True Beverly Hills? Oh, yeah. Show how long can get it. Pass. Come on. Come on. Pass. A fair. But uh, I was going to say, uh, I can't think of his last name. Sam whatever from Cheers. He was he, he, Sam Waterston. Not Sam Waterston. <laughs> Sam Waterston <laughs> from Cheers. Sam Malone. Made, made, made day Sam Malone. <laughs> um, and then the other thing I watched was with TJ. That's right. Uh Google Dundle flexes the silencing. Yes. Um, I don't know, Tej. You want to talk about it, and I'll just fill in, or how you want to do it? You can go. All right. So uh, the movie, it's it's. Um, I, I we couldn't tell if it was a period piece, or if these people are just super poor. Um, I, I'm under the belief that they're just very poor. They're in this like <laughs> woods town. They're they're just they're it's like back. It's like woods. upper mid town. It's like it's like upper. It's like. Uh, <laughs> Pacific Northwest or Upper Midwest, like yeah, kind of like they're, they're right next to a they they border against some sort of like uh, Native American reservation. Yeah, and there's like lakes and shit. Oh, anyway, you got uh, <laughs> lakes and shit. <laughs> Google Dundleflex is uh, you're introduced to his character. He's like a reformed hunter, which they say this in the description. I couldn't figure out what the hell that meant, but a guy used to be like a pretty serious hunter, and now he's. Yeah, then he's like he he basically given up that um and has created a wildlife preserve on a whole bunch of acres of land. But he kind of lives like a hermit, and he's uh you find out that he lost his uh like fifteen year old daughter like five years ago, and that kind of drove a wedge between him. He lost his wife, and because of it, and he's become like a drunk. And then you're introduced to the fact that people are hunting, uh. I, I'm guessing it's all young women. Uh, yeah, don't I don't really, think there's any men. You don't really know if it's a group or if it's one guy. You just there's like a murder mystery element that's like thrown in. So he's got these like game cameras all over his property, so he can watch shit. And he sees. Well, you they find out that this woman gets plucked out of the water, and they're trying to figure out what happened. She'd been killed, and she'd been killed with a. When they go to investigate, they find like a, a spearhead buried in like uh, buried in a tree. And so the cops are trying to figure out, you know, what's the because it's very primitive and kind of ritualistic. And this then is like a brand new movie, so we shouldn't spoil this one, right? Um, 
and then he basically with all of his game cameras he catches one of these hunts happening in you know in media res i don't know um so he's out there trying to prevent this from going on and long story short um the movie unfolds and there's a there's a there's like a sheriff that's kind of in and out in the town she's got kind of a dirtbag brother there's lots of different characters to play and you don't really never they do a really good job of not really um telegraphing where this movie's going to go and i i thought it had some pretty interesting twists yeah there's like there's a lot of twists and turns you really don't know where the movie's going. If I had, I, I, I really enjoyed the movie overall. I thought it was really good. I thought mm-hmm. that uh, whatever fucking Google Dundleflex's real name is. Nikolai Costa Waldo. Nikolai Costa Waldo was excellent in this movie. He really uh, is. Yeah, I, I really liked it the whole way around. The only, the only complaint I have is that when you realize the movie is kind of about a, like a, like a serial killer and like it's about his kind of like motives and like his motives when they're revealed are kind of dumb and it's almost like the movie is kind of told from the wrong perspective if that's the movie they wanted to make cuz the the title is the silencing and the reason that is is because the serial killer uh before he hunts these girls he cuts their vocal cords so they can't talk and like all that's interesting and stuff but it's like the movie's not really about that until like the last I don't know, 15 minutes of the movie and then it's over. I don't know if it's ever really even about that. Like they barely even bring it up. And well, yeah, the like the guy is about, but why is it? Why is that the title? It seems like the writer thought that it was about that. And then like, it doesn't, you know what I mean? Like you're right. Gogs, you're absolutely right. The movie is about Google Dundaflex and his, like his state of his life and how he's dealing with the loss of his child. And then it, the, the interpersonal relationship between that cop woman and her like drug addict brother and really the town overall. But then, like, when the serial killer... The serial killer aspect is so underdeveloped, it seems kind of unearned. And then, like, at the end, it's just like, well, what? what? Like, I don't know. It's still it's a good sort movie of, overall. Yeah. It's gritty. It's dark. It reminded me of, like, Out of the Furnace. Like, that kind of, like, yeah, rural, backwoods, like, kind of just... Or, or or Winter's Bone. Like, it's just a, sort of gritty. It's a, it's a neo-noir. As but, the- uh... It should have been. Um, I was. I think it was going for more like of a three billboards feel. If three billboards, but three billboards, they didn't give you a resolution, which right, was right. smart. Like that's the path this should have went. But yeah, uh, kind of. Yeah. In general, you know, very good. Uh, yeah, all the performance was good. Shot. Watching it after watching Hitman, it was like. It was like I don't know if it's getting a bump because of it, but it's it like, like watching it's, a real movie after watching it. <laughs> yeah, like a well-composed shots and like competently directed scenes. It was like, oh, okay, well, pacing, pacing. Yeah, it was. It, it, was, was, <laughs> it was good. We rented it on Amazon Prime. I think it's the we, only movie you're ever going to see with an Adelaide. Oh yeah, and Gogs knew about an Adelaide immediately, which I thought was really disturbing and strange. Adelaide is this like thing that 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 Native Americans use to like whip arrows the best yeah, way you, i can describe it let you like yeah let you like basically lacrosse stick a spear yeah it was wild but like, yeah, a high lie gogs knew what that thing was like immediately it was like what a, i didn't know what the name of it was but yeah i was able to no you describe what it was exactly yeah. what it was you're like no they because i was like how the fuck they throw that thing through a piece of wood and you're like no they got this thing and sure enough it's like the major plot development in the movie uh but yeah, yeah solid solid movie overall not perfect not great but very good no definitely worth yeah, and definitely. and 
worth watching. And if you're doing it on Amazon, I think the I forget what the metrics were. I think it was. Oh, you ended up buying five ninety. It was six ninety nine to rent, nine ninety nine to buy. So I was like, oh, like, oh, that's a to buy all day. Yeah. Um. So that's everybody. Not regretting it, but that's yeah, that's everything I watched. So let's I think get into what else I may have watched. Do you got anything else? No, I fucking feel like it, but I don't. I can't think of it. it must not have been very good. So let's get into Hitman. Um, I demand Alec explain this one. Yeah, Gogs threw that down. Hey, before you start, Alec, does this? Yeah. Hey, before you do start, does this movie? Did anybody else feel like they like walked into the middle of the movie when it started, or that it was a sequel or something like? Well, it doesn't help that the whole thing's a flashback, right? Like yeah, it, it felt like Daredevil to me. Like you know how remember how Daredevil yeah. is like a flashback and then another flashback and then another flash. That's what this movie does. So yeah, I get what you're saying. Like it, it felt like it felt like the movie expected you to have a lot more connection to every character on screen than you ever possibly could have. Like yeah, like normally I like it when they dispense with a bunch of exposition and shit and just kind of get into the movie. But they get into like the middle of the movie and it's like I don't care about these people, so I don't care about this mystery. Yeah, no, it, it, yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, oh, also, apparently the opening credits they stole from the TV show Dark Angel and re-edited it. That's how fucking like wackadoo this movie is. They stole. Oh wow. The Oh, well, they, they bought it or whatever. They bought footage from Dark Angel and just cut it because that show is also about nominally genetically engineered child soldiers or some shit. Yeah, I never watched that show. But I remember <laughs> that's that was uh, Jessica Alba's breakthrough role. Uh, yeah. Anyway, let's get into what happened in this stupid piece of shit. Uh, Alec, what happened in this movie, buddy? Um, man, a lot. Uh, yeah, this is a very. This so... movie thinks it's Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. By the way. It's really stupid, but it thinks it's good. A lot's going on. So, Timothy Oliphant is a is an assassin who's been raised to be an assassin since childhood. He went to like assassin Catholic assassin school, um, <laughs> and uh, learned to be an assassin. He got shots. He got like uh, his head shaved. And I, uh, presumably, some sort of chemical to keep him bald uh barcode tattooed on the back of his head so you can find out how much he costs i don't know <laughs> yeah uh, <laughs> yeah it yeah, seems but, very unsubtle for, for those of us familiar with cao you can see how much inventory is left on hand <laughs> um <laughs> yeah it, it like that's a pretty obvious obvious tell when somebody's looking for an assassin with it with a barcode on the back of their head. Like, how many bald dudes barcodes are there? Well, it's funny, right? Well, I mean, at least a few, but not so many that, like... Well, they, they, you think they <laughs> want to be inconspicuous, but, like, in every scene, he's, like, the most conspicuous-looking person I've ever fuck. seen. Well, he also, like... I don't like I don't know how tall he actually is, but he towers over, like, everybody. I never thought of Timothy Oliphant as being, like, a big guy. Yeah. But he seems much bigger than everybody else in this movie. And maybe that was... uh, Before you get too deep in this, I just gotta say, Timothy Oliphant is fucking terrible in this movie. He's so bad in this movie, yeah. Everybody's bad I feel like the movie movie calls for, like, yeah, kind of a a weird, kind of quiet, but he's, like, 
Timothy Olyphant quippy and just like smug, and it's really off putting. Well, it's supposed to be like the you're supposed to be like the fucking video game. The guy's got to be like like a highly functioning autistic that's just like a murder machine. Like he's like the rain well, man of yeah. killing. Like that's but they like they allude to that for like a second, and then they just forget all about it because he's like like reading like books like how to how to like interact with women. Yeah. Like, and then the one the time getting like like he doesn't <laughs> but then after that like after he meets the prostitute it's on no it's not because the one time she tries to bang him he roofies her into not banging him yeah <laughs> yeah the accountant did this plot line a lot better the accountant did this movie a lot better absolutely <sighs> and that movie is spectacular um yeah so I'm sure I'm going to miss some things here. So just jump it, in whenever you guys. The movie missed a lot. <laughs> yeah. Whenever you guys feel like it. Um, it's really not that big a deal. He's hired to. Oh, I forget who the first Mark is. After the warlord. Russian. That's right. He fills the warlord's. A crony or somebody who double crossed the warlord. Fills his guts with C4. Yeah. And then. Not before. Explodes him. African warlord literally cuts off like half of his body with a machete. <laughs> yeah, and then, and then we get another uh, clandestine corporation that's just called what are they're just called like the, the organization, the, the organization uh, that insists on like being so secret that they put their corporate logo on all their equipment. Yeah, every, yeah all their shit was branded. branded. <laughs> <laughs> um, so after that, after he destroys the the warlord. He gets the the message. His next his next hit is the the either president of Russia or the soon to be president. president of Russia. No, the president of Russia. Um, he brains him <laughs> from quite a ways away with uh with his sniper rifle. I think said and then finds like out eight kilometers or something stupid. And his head <laughs> and then like, finds out finds out about. Yeah. Well, he has to. He kills one guy first to get him out of the way so he can hit the president. That's right. Uh, but the president um, then shows up on TV like a half an hour later saying he's fine and these people will be brought to justice or whatever. Uh, so he talks to his. his uh, What's the character's name? Who's the like, go between in James Bond? It's his money, yeah, he's, Penny, he's, but it's Diana from the video games. She's a bigger part in the video games, and she is nothing in this movie. So he goes through her to uh, to find out what's going on. She says, "Oh, you got to find the the prostitute." Yeah, for I forget. Reason. Yeah, I don't. Uh, it's, it's like the president's girlfriend or something or whatever. He's eyeing the, he's eyeing the prostitute, and then through his sniper rifle. And then somebody else tries to shoot her. God, man, this movie's confusing. No, he was going to yeah. go get her on the street, and then she find he finds out this is all big. This movie's plot makes no. I still to the, I can't figure a, out. But when he's when he's eyeing her up through the scope, there's another assassin there for some reason. There's another one of the bald guys is right there. Yeah. I thought that was at the end. No. At the end, there's a weird, like, extra shooting person doesn't make any sense. I can't figure out 
why, who called the hit in, who the guy, who the body double is. Is that supposed to be somebody? Yeah, TJ's right. It's like a Tinker Taylor Soldier Spy, but it's like the Snooper Facts version of it. It's like so impossibly convoluted. And what doesn't help about the movie is you can't tell what's going on at all because there's either a million edits or the camera's on a pogo stick or both. There, I think in, it's this scene where he's unpacking the sniper rifle. In, I think, nine seconds, I counted 27 cuts and gave up. Also, we haven't even gotten <laughs> into the damn Interpol agents that are like, that take over oh. the majority of this fucking movie. The Interpol agent, the lead one, uh, he, I think he dropped out of being Wolverine. That was the guy that was originally <laughs> supposed to play serious? Wolverine. Yeah, Doug oh, Scott. He was cast Ouch. originally. I forget what he did instead. Man. <laughs> He's like, no, I'm gonna hook myself up to the Hitman franchise. This will be, yeah. But you know, what's his name? Hugh Jackman hasn't done really anything aside from Wolverine. Oh, yeah, yeah. What, what his career? Like his his other filmography is kind of garbage, except for the Prestige. Yeah, but uh, you don't need what well, you need. You know, Wolverine. What about Real Steel? Oh, yeah, I forgot about Real Steel, and I forgot about uh, Chappie. <laughs> Chappie. Yeah. Oh, but this no, guy. God, you're like familiar with the first video game, right? Oh yeah, man. Yeah, it's a good isn't game. There, isn't it a, like halfway through turns into like this really weird science fiction story? Or oh yeah, like no, no, like there's like no, no, like once like like the, like once the curtains kind of pull back and you realize that he's like sort of not operating under his own will and he's part of like this weird sort of genetic system. Like at the end of the game, you fight like genetic copies of yourself through a whole base. Like yeah. it gets real weird. It's very good. But it gets fucking strange at the end. Yeah, so it seems like they wanted to pick up a little bit of thread and then do nothing with it. But, like, I don't know, man. The action scenes in this movie, I want to like them because they're really violent, but they're so poorly constructed. It, they're hard to... That last fight in um, the fucking Vatican or wherever the fuck they are is, like, impossible to watch. Yeah, it's terrible. The one where they bring in the helicopter... Well, we're- we're getting to one of the points yeah. of the movie that I that I really liked was uh, so he goes he he goes to the hooker's house, Hooker? sneaks his way in with with flowers, and then threatens to kill her unless she tells him what he wants to know about the president or whatever. Yeah, and we find out that the president was like assaulting her for years and. Oh. She hates him. Oh he bought God. her for 300 um, years. This scene, this scene was so ridiculous. It flashes back to her getting tortured, and you get to see boobs and vag in, in this scene, which is wonderful. Uh, it's the, the only points this movie is going to get is because it's got two boobs and a vagina. But it's the most hilarious torture scene. She's chained up to getting tortured, and there's just guys in these big, like, fucking executive recliners smoking cigars. They're like, <laughs> yeah, get her. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> Oh, sorry. Continue out. Um. Yeah. So then they go, kind of on the run together. Yeah. Oh shit! I missed the whole scene in the hotel where he's escaping, like a <laughs> I would, billion. I would say you missed it. <laughs> a billion Russian agents. The Hellgast. Yeah, they literally look like the Hellgast from Killzone. Yeah, those guys looked pretty good. I liked the design. Their armor was um, fucking useless. Yeah, I mean it's it's, it's Russia. It's, it's Russia. It's like paper mache. Yeah, it was like a, it was like Jojo Rabbit. Like it's just like. Um, 
So him and him and her. Where are we now? Fuck. He goes to the train station to to find the. Go ahead. No, as you say, I think you're only 15 minutes into the movie. (laughs) Yeah, he goes to the train station to find the. Yeah, that, this is where the other hitman, he goes to fu- kill the other hitman because he he had showed up earlier uh, and he sees him in the train station and you think they're going to get into a big fight between those two. But no, there's like eight hitmen at the train station, all bald, <laughs> all different races, all have their tattoos on their head. Um, they all have like katanas in their backs somehow. Blades. <laughs> and I like this fight. I thought the fight... In- not inside the train necessarily, but when he uh, starts fighting the last guy underneath the train where they're kind of in really close quarters. I really liked that because that's something like, how many times have we seen fights or action sequences in train yards, but it's still not like tight and cramped. You're still tons of space. I I liked like the fighting, like kind of hunched or uh, hunkered down, like half crawling, fighting each other. Um, But he dispatches like all these other assassins like they're nothing. So like, a, it takes him a few minutes to beat the last one, but he beats all of them in like five minutes. But why were the other assassins drawing guns on the other assassins? Like, was on him? I don't know. Because he was burnt. Like, like that was the whole bit. Like, maybe he got the what <clears throat> the uh, the knock notice, the burn notice, the burn notice. You burn yeah, notice. you're done. You burnt. You, um, y'all burnt. Hitman. Fuck. Then he. He knocks out. He knocks out the black Interpol agent. Shoots the white Interpol agent. Him and the prostitute leave and go somewhere else in Russia. They go to Turkey. They go to Istanbul. Oh, that's right. They go to Istanbul. Not Constantinople. Yep. (laughs) Man. So then, fuck. It's not your fault. This movie is a fucking mess. So his plan, his plan, you can watch any scene in any particular order and it just makes about as much sense. So they go to dinner at a restaurant. Oh, oh, where he (laughs) murders everybody. He murders. Hold on. Time out real quick. He murders a guy for, I think for fun. (laughs) No, no. It's like he murders a guy. He he slips something into a guy's drink. I don't know how he knew. I used to get into how he's like. Rain Man, he figured all this shit out. He puts some of the dude's drink. That dude goes to the bathroom. He gets patted down to go to the bathroom. He fucking Michael Corleone's guns out of the toilet, mercs everybody, and then I guess takes that guy's ID, and that's how he gets in to see the Russian president's drug dealer brother. The the thing about the scene before all that happens is we find out that Hitman is transphobic. Because there's a they managed to, to Skip Woods had to throw that in this movie too. Because, like, he's describing all the people at the table, and she's like, and that woman there, and he's like, that's no woman. And that's a man, that's baby. A trans, it's a trans woman, <laughs> so it's like, good job. Good job, Hitman. You're trans. Not yeah, only do you suck, he, but you're trans. He, he, he flexes his eidetic ide- memory by, like, dunking on a trans woman. Yeah, fucking asshole. Which is the point of that scene. Yeah. Which it it, doesn't, who gives a shit? Yeah, it was... It was also... The relationship between the hooker and Hitman, like, she was basically fighting him tooth and nail up to this point. 
but now they're like buddies and she wants to fuck him it like so bad like that's all she wants and then really weird it's super and 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 at this point we might add he's asked he's also working for the cia i guess i don't know because the cia wants the drug dealer gun dealer people dealer brother dead well remember no one's ever heard of the organization but all governments have ties to them yes (laughs) shout out to the deep state this movie um so now he has his way into the the uh, russian president's gun running brother um who i thought they made a big deal about how they didn't give a shit about each other so i'm not sure why he would go to his funeral later on but regardless he goes in clearly fake and as soon as he sits down somebody at the table's like that's not porter or whatever his name is supposed to be that's somebody else but the meeting keeps going like nothing happened (laughs) he's he literally right off the bat is made like right away um and then he shows off his technical gun knowledge by killing everybody after making jokes about how they don't know anything about guns that's right. I forgot about uh, that. He kills everybody there. He lets the women go because he's a softy. Um, he's a white knight. He kills everybody. Kills everybody there. Kills the brother. So this whole thing was just a ruse to get to kill the brother, so the president would come out in public again and go to his funeral. Yeah, he's also in the hitman's secret church base. Yeah? Question mark. The, the Russian funeral where he's with a Russian congregation, but is speaking in English the entire time. Eulogizing, not his real brother. Yeah. Yes. Fake brother. There's a, an assassin that's already there for some reason to kill somebody. I don't know who, but like this head of the secret police is somehow involved with that. And he's tied to like a generator bathtub with like a, an organization branded Tom Tom that gives him a countdown to make a phone call to tell him to change targets. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know who the other target was, but he said, if you don't change the target to make the target, the president, you're going to get liquefied by this bathtub of electricity. Yeah. Um, And presumably he, he would. Uh, God, this is just like it's fucking ponderous, a, man. It is it's a mess. Ponderous. Like I didn't think it was that much of a mess watching it, but trying to recall it, I'm like, God damn! It's what happened to remember this movie? Like I said, it's a cipher. You could any any scene in this movie you could watch in any order, it would make just as much sense. So Timmy Oliphant, the Russian president, gets shot at and gets blocked by bulletproof class. They're rushing him. They're rushing him to like his like safe room, his like safe room, which is the like bishop's room or whatever. Yeah. Uh, on the way up there, Tim Oliphant reveals himself as being in the uh, in the like security detail, which like if anybody would have paid any attention at all, they would have realized immediately because he's like six inches taller than everybody else. It's just like mows down everyone. He kills the whole detail in like two seconds. That drags the president up, locks him in the room, threatens him vaguely for a little bit, shoots him, and then a gunship comes and shoots him a million more times (laughs) 
and destroys the whole room. Yeah. And uh, like Gog like said, this is also the secret organization room for some reason, possibly. But the Interpol guy like looks at the key that they found in his branded briefcase of gadgets yeah. and is like, it was a setup the whole time. I was like, what? <laughs> How? <laughs> Well, I, I I took that to mean just that the uh, the group was uh like locked into like the Catholic Church or whatever, so they have like they they have keys that work like in all of them because we know oh. the Catholic Church is like the most corrupt organization on earth. That is true. Oh, true, and so, that key is fucking hysterical. Like I know it's not that big of a deal, but like I legit lulled when I saw the key. The key is ridiculous. Um, yeah, and then that's pretty much it. It's taken it out in cuffs. He gets taken out in handcuffs. They get about 50 yards down the street. The CIA pulls everybody over and frees him. Uh, and then he shows up at Doug Roy Scott's house where he was at the beginning of the movie with a dead agent in tow uh, and asks him, basically asks him, am I good? Am I a good person for killing people? Which he's like, no, of course you're not. You kill people. It's like Bart uh, looking at Millhouse's mom, but tell me I'm good. Yeah, <laughs> that's about it. Yeah, that's. Oh no, and he buys the hooker a vineyard. He buys the hooker a vineyard. Well, apparently there's like three different endings to this, and one of them he kills the hooker, I think, and one of them he saves her in a different way. Why would he kill the hooker? I don't know. Loose ends. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Yeah, and then his his, organ- his organization is trying to kill the hooker again, so he kills that guy. Oh yeah, shit! I forgot about that. The um the director of this movie, who apparently didn't speak English at all, got <laughs> you don't say Josh. Yeah, he got Josh tranked at some point in the production. Oh, so and I- they brought in the. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. So this guy directed a movie I really like. This guy directed The Divide. I really like that. I looked it up when... Horde. Oh, yeah. And I love The Divide. It's like a post-apocalyptic movie. I was shocked that the same guy directed it. I couldn't believe it. Is that movie... Yeah, isn't it called, like... Is it the same movie that's, like, La Horde or something in French? No, that's, that's The Horde. That's a different movie. I don't think he directed it. Oh, okay. That's a zombie movie. La Grill. Okay. The Divide is, um... The Divide is like this this movie where there's like an apocalypse and everybody's got to live underground and like Michael Bean is in it and that guy that always plays like the skeevy shithead he's been in a bunch of uh, movie the podcast movies he was in uh, that Steve Austin movie he's like I can't remember his name but he's been in a ton of shit we've watched oh it's really good is is the Divide the, the movie where they throw the grenade in the motorcycle guy's helmet no. This is all like the, oh, the okay. divide is uh, the divide. That was every, road rash. Everything happens oh, like, underground in the divide. Like they're in these like bunkers underneath the ground. Uh, it's to to survive like the fallout above the earth. It's pretty cool. I, I I recommend it. And he also made a movie called Frontiers, which I haven't seen, but I've heard is excellent. But anyway, I uh, they are not uh, like this movie at all. <laughs> So he got kicked off of this movie. Yeah, I guess they had uh, what's his name, Stephen Detoth or whatever came in, or Vincent Detoth. He he makes other shitty movies, but they had him come in and cut it for theaters. So I guess there's like a PG thirteen or like a soft R cut of this that was released. Jesus. Um, 
anyway. Yeah, this movie fucking blows. <laughs> Just to so there you there. go. Um, PJ, you're yeah. not. You're um, not talking. I think so. I'm not talking. What? Really? How I think now? one of the big problems with this Pretty movie good. is like. There you go. No. One of the, my main problems with this is like. I get why they used the license because it ended up making a shitload of money comparatively, but like the movie's so like generic, it doesn't really need the Agent 47 branding at all. Well, it's like it's like I was talking about with Gogs. Like, why is it so hard to make a good video game movie? Like, they because they never try to duplicate the source material. They always just they take the IP, but then they just make their own movie that's like not has barely anything to do with the original IP to begin with. Like why why make this movie at all? Like, TJ and I were talking. We were saying this movie should have been this movie should have been simple A to B. It should have been the raid or Judge Dread. It should have been something where it's a mission that either went tits up or is like impo- like a suicide mission. Yeah, and him just murking a bunch of dudes through a building. That's yeah. your movie. Him sneaking around. I, I don't know shit because he's supposed to be like stealthy and all. Like why didn't he? He was never stealthy in this. I wouldn't be mad if it just turned into like the weird sci-fi movie like the game does. I'm fine with that too, but they didn't do any of that. They did this they did this weird they were going for this strange like Interpol police procedural for half of it. And the rest of it's him trying to not get laid. Like it's just real weird. Yeah, he has the relationship to the hooker that uh, uh Jean Renault should have with the hooker with the little girl and uh, the professional. Yeah. Like this movie is and something I was thinking about this era of movies just from, I don't know, 2000, we talked about it with horror movies from like, I don't know, 2003 to 2012 or so is like, like the death of cinema. Like they're just all bad movies. Like every, it, I don't know what it is about that particular time in movie history, but it just seems like everything that came out was garbage. Well, TJ and I were saying like the, the agency's emblem was like, if new metal was a symbol, like that's like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it does belong in a bang energy drink. Yeah, (laughs) it was so. It's just so like like you said, Sean. It's just so generic, and like, it's not like it doesn't. It doesn't lean into how stupid it is. It it like Skip Woods thinks this is his like magnum opus. Like I feel like he feels like this is a very important, serious film. Somehow, I don't know. It also doesn't lean into the violence enough. So, like, when those things do happen that are incredibly violent, it's sort of jarring because it doesn't seem like it fits totally in the rest of the movie. Like, if it was just, like, a full-on, like, upgrade-type gore fest, I mean, that would have been fine, too. But it's like, there's so many quarter measures in this, it just doesn't, nothing fits together. And I know I said it once, but Timothy Olfen is, like, really really bad in this i had never seen him in anything before and they're like oh you know timothy Alpha, like the hitman guy he's the worst actor on earth we also like he looks, he looks really bad in that bald cap they put him in i don't know there's something about like his look in this movie he just looks goofy as shit yeah he probably had like his full-on luxurious timothy olfen hair is like i ain't cut my hair for this dumbass <laughs> movie so it's, it's, it's all lumpy and shit no I, I thought the violent scenes were kind of fun. Like that was the only parts of the movie I really enjoyed. It was all the interconnecting, boring bullshit that I was like, "Oh, all right." What What did like you that, think, Alec? Alec? Oh, like I mean, I think you know what I thought. I couldn't even describe it. <laughs> yeah, it was, like I struggled just to say a plot of an hour and a half movie that I just watched like, like two days ago. Like it's it's not it's just not good. Like in any way. 
which is disappointing because I had some hopes for with some of the like the action scenes kind of early in the movie, but the dialogue, man. Like I even made some. Hold on, let me pull up my notes. Oh shit! shit. Uh, action beats good. Dialogue terrible. <laughs> uh, Post arms dealer kill gag joke. I don't know what that means. And train set piece good. <laughs> So apparently Vin Diesel was originally attached. That's why this movie got made to like write and act in it. And he dropped out and then Jason Statham was attached and then he dropped out and that's how they got Timothy Elephant. Any of those people would have been better than Timothy Elephant. I did like that the kids in the hotel room were playing Hitman in the Hitman movie, <laughs> which means that the whole world knows about this clandestine organization where they think it's a fake video game thing. Like that would have been a better movie. I mean, that'd be a great cover. Yeah. yeah, if they if they reveal that like, oh yeah, everybody knows about it, but nobody knows that it's real. Or it's like that game. It's like gamer. Like the kids are actually controlling him to oh, not shit. bang the hooker and like commit his like murders. Yeah, why yeah like you, any kid would control that. I still would do why that. He didn't bang the hooker. Like, oh, gamer is like Metropolis compared to this movie. <laughs> uh, all right, let's get into five knuckle shuffles. Let's. <laughs> Sean, uh, two for two tips, and that's about it. Uh, I nobody watched this movie together over there, right? I Me and TJ did. Yeah. Oh, did you? Okay, so that didn't help. No. Oh, <laughs> it was bad. Uh, <laughs> no. This movie's like incomprehensible, like both in language and in visuals. Like, I don't understand why this camera has to move this much. It's not like it's uh. I don't know, like a Indonesian action movie. Like it's just an RA boring action movie. And like, it's, I, I wasn't kidding when I said there's like 27 cuts in that scene where he's just putting the thing. It's almost like a um, Edgar Wright joke right. where he's like disassembling a sniper rifle and putting it away. It's, it's really bad. And like the performances are like, his is so bad. It's distracting. I don't know what planet or country of, Doug Ray Scott's from, but I don't understand his ex <laughs> at all. It's like very metallic. Um, it's the Interpol thing. It doesn't need to be in there. Like they kind of broach the idea of clones, but just make them body doubles. That doesn't really need to be in there. The whole like Catholicism angle, like really doesn't make any sense. Like, I mean, I get what they're going for. Like they're boondock saints three or whatever. Uh, Cause yeah, that was supposed to be the premise of that. But, um, yeah, I it's again they they slapped the branding on it and made a hundred million dollars on a budget of thirty, but it didn't need any of it. And how much money did I, they make on this? I think it, they, it was like a thirty million dollar budget, and I think they made like a buck thirty or something. So it they killed thirty million dollars on this. That's why they made a second one. That's why they yeah. rebooted it. Wow, they went back to the well, and and it looks like shit for the most part. Like no, that train sequence is cool. But it's got that like 2000s camera filter when we're just just getting digital video. Yeah. I don't know. I don't really have anything to say about the movie except for the tits. Also, I, that whole his whole interplay with the hooker is so off-putting that like it also doesn't need to be in the movie. Yeah, their relationship doesn't make a fucking lick of sense at all. Like, is he a eunuch or something? Like, I don't. That's how we, we actually we brought that up. It's like maybe his dick's cut off. Yeah, I mean, that would be a cool scene if she just, like, badgers him into it and finally he's like, go ahead, and then it's just, like, smooth. Like a Ken doll? <laughs> yeah. Like, that would be something, at least, but I don't know. There's 
it has like all this like like surface level intrigue, but there's it's uh, what does Gog say? It's like a mile wide and inch deep. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Punches sort of climax. Gogs. Um, yeah, it's. A, I'm giving it a three because I'm giving it uh, two tits plus bush. Yep. Um, so that's get a bush bump. It's a. This movie is like everything Sean said. It is. It is. It's like someone who uses big words that don't know what they mean. Like it just, it's trying to be something grandiose and it's not, it wants to be smarter than it is. It doesn't realize it just needs to be dumb and just straight to the point. Like all, any scene that doesn't involve Timmy, Timothy elephant is essentially pointless and the scenes with him aren't good. So <laughs> like, like, I don't know what's it's as luxurious as it's dilapidated. Yeah, so I don't know what you do with that with that kind of setup, but like you don't do this. You gotta do. You just gotta like if you're gonna be. It's not even like that true to the source material, I guess. To your point, like it's just like like one of the big like I played a bunch of the Hitman games, and like one of the big things in the game is like his sort of relationship with the voice on the other end of the phone, which is Diana. She's in the first act of the movie, not even the first 10 minutes. And Do you think that's never a Twin back. Peaks reference? Say what? Maybe. Do you think that's a Twin Peaks reference? I have no idea. Uh, the, the bodiless voice, Diane. It probably is. I can, but, I can, I can imagine that those... You know what? It just, it just kind of hit me when Gogs was talking. Like, I'm glad this is a video game movie because it is like going back and playing like Madden on PlayStation 2. Like, ooh, this doesn't look good at all. Like, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, it just seems janky. Yeah, this movie, this movie, this movie is all the yeah, jank. This movie has Bethesda jank. <laughs> but like, yeah, it's, it's, it's just, it's awful. No one's good in it. It's not well done. It's the fact that it made, I was just looking up the financials, the fact that it made all the crazy money it did Granted, you know, it's I, I made what did it make? It made like over a hundred on a twenty-four million dollar budget. So it made ninety. Oh, it's made just under. It made ninety-nine million and change on a twenty-four mil budget. Is what they're saying. That's I mean, it's a hit. That's a like, pretty cheap budget too. We, uh, it makes it shows right. It like it's, uh, yeah, shot in, They shot it in Bulgaria, which is where all Dolph Lundgren's movies are shot. So, but it's it's yeah, it's a three. It's awful, Alec. Uh, it's a four. Ooh, two, three, four. Well, was there another organ I missed? <laughs> yeah, you missed the butthole. Oh, shit. Not the first it, time. His butthole. <laughs> um, no, this movie's not that good, but, like, it's not, like, it's it's closer to the realm of, like, I'm not even going to remember it. Yeah, I could see It's that. not, like, something I'm going to remember. It's not something that's going to go in, like, the pantheon of our bad movies. Um, but yeah, man. Aside from a couple of good uh, action action sequences, overall this movie pretty much sucked. But it was real bad. <laughs> um, the same year that this came out, he had a Live Free or Die Hard come out, and he's a he's like he's a really good actor. Like he's been really good in a lot of stuff, so it's like kind of jarring to see. Literally, there's like see there's a scene where they're driving a car. 
and he's like either trying to tell a joke or trying to be humorous. Oh God! Yeah. And it's like he can't even like deliver the line. And like it's, <laughs> it's like. And I think that sequence is all ADR too. There's like some really bad ADR in this movie too. That's like joking. like I literally I literally see. It. I was like, what the fuck was that? Like you couldn't. Well, like, it was another... you're, all you're doing is driving. Just get him to re-record it. Right. Well, it was it was literally another Josh Trank thing because they also reshot half the movie in addition to all the edits. Right. So the ADR makes sense. But yeah, man, like poor. I mean, I, he made a fortune off of it, I'm sure. So not not poor Timothy Oliphant. He's done good stuff since then. But man, he deserves better than movies like this. The crazies that I almost picked. I should have picked that. <laughs> That's a much better movie than this. I'm sure it would have been better. It basically has. Uh, um, yeah, four. Uh, who's left? Is anybody left? Teals. It's me. TJ. Nobody? Okay. TJ is. Nope. Nobody nope. left? All Nobody right. left. All right. Oh, damn. <laughs> Wait, before you, get, before you get into it, the guy who's not Wolverine is banging Claire Forlani. Continue. Meh. Oh. Yeah, that's, that's good. Neither of them can act. Oh. <laughs> she had damn, them. fattest ass. Yeah. That that opening scene of Mallrats is one of the worst. <laughs> I love that. I still I still think that movie's good, but that is one of the worst acted scenes. Like the both of them just can't act their fucking lives. She's fucking dead. <laughs> who's, the, who's the girl that's not Claire Forlani? Vera Farminga? Oh, I like her. Yeah. yeah. And she can act. Yeah. Uh, so it's me, right? Uh, I give it a three. It's got two tits and a bush. That's the only reason it gets three points. If it didn't have that, it would probably be in like one, two territory. This movie is an incoherent mess. Um, and it's not fun. It, it It's like one of those. Uh, I'm sorry you guys had to watch this by yourselves. It's like a screwball, right? Like it shouldn't get to the plate, but somehow it does. Like it's it's like <laughs> it's defying physics and well, God's will. Is, like, <laughs> and it also like breaks our rule because it is it is confusing as shit, but still very boring. Like it's hilarious <laughs> because it's like there's like two different movies going on in this movie. There's the Hitman movie, and then there's the Interpol movie that no one cares about. And, like, any momentum that, like, the Hitman scenes have with the violence and all the, the hell gas and all the weird shit is completely put on hold for, like, the, the fucking Interpol guy, like, like doing his procedural crap that no one could ever possibly care about. Um, but then that Olga, uh, the, the girl that plays the hooker, Olga, I can't remember her last name. Um, she's really hot. She's got that, like, 90s Angelina Jolie hacker's haircut, which does a lot for me. Um, she's also naked, like an absurd, like an, a, like so, to such an exploitative degree. It's like hilarious. Like there's one scene where she's just like, they're in a hotel and she still hates him at this point in the movie, but she's just walking around topless. It's like, whatever. It's like, yeah, it's very European. Yeah. It's like, whatever. I mean, fine. I mean, yeah, it's Europe. They do things differently over there. Yeah. And then she loves him out of nowhere and then tries to fuck him. And then, like Gog said, it's the only time that a, a woman has been roofied out of having sex. <laughs> she's like, she's so horned up. She's so horned up to fuck him. And he's like, no, don't. You can't. And then, like, he gives her drugs and puts her to bed. Um, it's it's so fucking stupid. Uh, like, I don't. And I, I legit could not follow this movie to like to save my life. Like if you asked me to like, I, I Alec did a commendable job because I couldn't even come close. Like 
you know, we talk about how, you know, that, that, that uh, I'm thinking about ending things is a confusing movie if you're not paying attention. This is a movie that I could sit down and watch three times that I couldn't explain to you what the fuck happened in this movie. And I think yeah, this it does nothing but explain it's, itself. It's still just in- incredibly confusing. Yeah, this movie needs like a Somalian or whatever the fuck that is. It needs like a separate appendix to explain what all this <laughs> is going on in there. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's uh, it's like funny for me, dog. This movie is fucking garbage. Um, I can't believe that it's a hit. Like, I can't believe that. I mean, it just goes to show you, at least back then, like that IP was that valuable that it kind of just it made a hundred million dollars basically off the popularity of the games. Like, that's crazy to me. Like that that the people are just they recognize the video game, so they went and saw the movie. Like, uh, I remember at this point, too, like, back then when this came out, I remember they were talking they were going to make a Kane and Lynch game I don't think ever came out. Like, I don't know if any... Mm. Was, was Edios just, like, whoring all their stuff to fucking Basically, Hollywood? I know at one point, uh, not Edios, it was EA, but I know that they were going to make an Army of Two movie, and that never came out. I feel we've seen that movie, though, like, 11 times already. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but, yeah, this movie sucks. Like, it's terrible. Don't watch it. So the movie, the movie that what's his name left uh, X Men for was Mission Impossible Two. Oof, the worst, the worst, one. The worst Mission Impossible <laughs> that movie. That was really bad. That's the John Woo one that I was so John excited Woo for one. when it came out. And then I was like, oh, with the double double motorcycle dove fight. Yep, and he's cli- and he's rock climbing and all this shit. Followed up by probably the best one. Three. I still haven't seen that one. I still haven't seen three. Three is really good. Three is the best one. Yeah. Is Two left than... such a bad taste in my mouth. They ghost pros or rose pros. I think three is just called MI3. That's yeah. with Philip Seymour Hoffman as the bad guy. He's, he's yeah. Really yep. That movie's tremendous. Yeah, it's excellent. I'll watch that. Oh, uh, I'll make it anyway, a point. Anyway, so who's, pick, who's left? Uh, well, this we're one. only two weeks in. We got two left. So who's, But who hasn't gone? You and Sean. All right. Who wants it? Sean. You want you want to just do Mars Attacks? Sure. Okay. We'll do Mars Attacks. Ooh, a fun one. Yeah, that'll be a fun one. So how, what are we going to do with the thing with Nate next week? Oh, that's ne- Oh yeah, shit. We got a That's fine. I'll give up my pick then. Oh, no, what did you What were you doing? <clears throat> I was going to do uh uh Tim Roth in the Oh, I want to. No, I want you do yours next week. I'll give my pick up because I want to see the reaction to this movie. So, are we doing that? So, it'll have to be the following. No, we're, week. yeah, we're doing the Nate the Nate shows next week. All right. So, the following week we will do my pick, which is the cook, the thief, his wife, and her lover, which you can yeah. rent on Amazon. Um, mm, so next week sounds it sounds boring as shit. It's not. It's really not. Um, <laughs> It's uh, it's got a lot of great performances. Uh, it was the inspiration for uh, Joel Schumacher's visual style in Batman, and I'm not even kidding. You'll realize it once you watch the movie. Um, got Helen Mirren in it. It's already going to get it's some got Helen Mirren. It's got Tim Roth. It's got I forget who plays the the big. Actor. Oh yeah, R.I.P. Joel Schumacher. Oh yeah, he died. Yeah, pretty recently. I, I, I didn't know that. I don't remember. Yeah, it's got a really great performance by Michael Gambon. He plays like the the bad guy in the movie. He's great. I, I think I actually, I think that you the title makes it seem a lot more like artsy and up its own ass than it really is. But it's quite good, and it's like I don't know. I I mean, you might hate it. I don't. Know. I love it's it. It's good. Uh, anyway, so yeah, next week we're doing a special episode 
like a, I guess you could say it's a crossover episode with uh, Nate's, Nate's podcast, A Vague Idea, where we're gonna we're gonna talk about Jaws, I believe. Uh, yes, that'll, that'll be fun. We're not. It's all about all the Jaws, though, right? Or just no, no, just about no. Jaws. I hope not. Uh, uh, so yeah, know, I'm not watching all of them before then. That'll be fun. Yeah, I How about Jaws? Have, I don't even have to watch Jaws. I've seen it. So I'm gonna now. just because I like, it's like it. Star Wars. I don't need to talk about. It. I don't need to watch it again. Yeah, I watched it the other day. It's like one of the best movies ever made. So yeah, so oh, it's absolutely fantastic. So yeah, so in two weeks we will get we will get back to uh, to Tim. Tim, what month is it? September. 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 Yeah. Uh, what's and what's uh, October this year? Yeah, what's October? TikToktober time travel movies. Oh, that was it. Fuck, that's gonna be good. It's one. gonna blow oh. Sean's brains out. Sean, you get. I'm picking. You get the first pick that month. If you're I'm probably gonna pick Time Crime. That's a good movie. That's a good movie. <laughs> would Land of good the Lost movies. Would Land of the Lost be a time travel movie, or is that yeah. is that like of of? Are you just asking to ask just to? Sure. Why would you pick Land of the Lost? Funny. Hot, hot take. It's not that bad. It's funny. Are you There's talking some... about the the live action Wolf Ferrell movie? I am. Oh. Still. I have that on DVD. still. <laughs> All right, everybody. That's the show. All right. Go eat your own ass. Have y'all seen this LA stadium? No. Their new stadium? It's fucking wild as shit. Really? Does it look yeah. like anybody in it? Oh, no, never mind. No. It wouldn't be anyway. <laughs> they got lucky. How are there people in the Kansas City stadium? <laughs> it's all. It's based on the states and the local, counties. Local. Don't give a yeah. fuck. Yeah. And those people booed. Players protesting. I know. Fucking oh, I mean, violence against black men. Yeah, just call it like it is. They booed black people. Yeah, pretty like much. They booed yeah. the idea of black people. Yeah. yeah. How dare you take a moment of silence and like come together before the game? I. I how dare you? Yeah. It's fucking <laughs> All right, everybody. All right. Bye bye. Boys. All right.